Is it a gun that sucks balls? I'm the farting demon in this relationship. <laughs> I'd be an awesome rich person. You're both just an embarrassment. God, I'm awesome today. We're talking Tom Hanks and his vehicle. Yeah, I had my finger in my mouth waiting for you to finish. You gotta get four balls or something? Like dick piercing? <laughs> no, you know damn well I'm fucking that demon. It's still sexy. How could I be close and not be right? Yeah, I'll just kill some random dude. His wishes blow Hey, everyone, and welcome to another Plotty Time mini So This week, it's your boy, Papa Scotch, and judging by the title, you already know what's coming. We are doing another video game movie and this week oh boy i watched a movie i vaguely recall actually coming out but i completely forgot about until then and this week as you know already we're talking about doa dead or alive i didn't know anything about the dead or alive series i remember it being a thing and i knew it was a fighting game and i knew they were in arcades and that's about it that's all i know the only other instance of me knowing anything about Dead or Alive games is when they created a volleyball game that just had all the women fighters in bikinis playing volleyball, which even at the time was like, this is weird and pervy. I don't care for this. But let's just... This, this movie was so bad. Like, not even bad fun like Double Dragon was. This is just fucking bad. Let's begin... You're going to hear papers going around like, like, that shit, because I have five goddamn pages of legal pad notes. Yeah, like the big ones. The big yellow legal pads. You know, I got five pages of this shit. So let's just get into this fucking movie. Christ. So, we start with a one of the worst sweeping CGI shots I've ever seen of some kind of... I, I, I Before I even get into this, I don't know when this movie takes place. I think it's supposed to be present day. But it's so weird... And ethereal and just has nothing to do with the rest of the real world. This is this is a weird movie. It's very cartoony. There's a whole lot of action, but it's not serious action. It's more like you would see in like an anime. Like they're trying to get the anime t- style into the, and none of it worked. It was really bad. But the worst sweeping CGI shot of all time gets us to some kind of I don't know, mo- Chinese monastery? A tower? Where the 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 catalyst to this story is uh, we meet our main character for now, Kasumi. Yeah, because that changes, by the way, who we focus on. And I'm not talking like this is a vignette type story of where we go through all the main characters, but the main character of the movie changes. There's no thread to follow through. So we start with Kasumi, and she's told her brother's dead. By all the guards there, and she goes, "Well, do you see a body? No, then I'm going after him." So she goes to leave. the The people who are her protectors or guards don't want her to leave, so they're like, "No, you're not going." And she goes, "I'm going to go." And then her brother's girlfriend shows up and is about to kill her, and then's like, "No, you're the you're. It's fine. You're the princess, and I I support you until we meet outside of this. Then I'm going to kill you," which is. I don't understand any of that motivation. It's as dumb as it sounds. I'm not, like, missing things. But that's that's what happened. So we we move on. She, she runs to, like, she gets past all these guards, and she does, like, a parkour thing off the side and then jumps off this the walls of this tower. And you're like, oh, is she going to fall, like, 10 feet to, to the ground? No. Apparently this is on a massive cliff. She jumps off, removes her ceremonial garb and she has a compact glider suit on 
And then, now, if that's not crazy enough, she then gets invited to the DOA fighting tournament via boomerang as she's flying on this kite thing, this this stowaway. I assumed it was a parachute. Like, it looked like a parachute pack, but it was a glider she somehow unfurled as she was falling. Fuck. And how many fighting tournaments have invites specifically by a metal boomerang? I know I'm focusing on this way too much. I'm on the first paragraph of five pages of notes. So let's fucking get through... Christ. So... <sighs> Next we move on. We do, like, these these quick introductions. That was Kasumi. So now we're going on to uh, Miss Armstrong, who is played by Jamie Presley, who, best known for My Name is Earl, but she is a rich person on a yacht. We find out very shortly that she is kind of like a uh, a figure in wrestling. She's one of the divas. She's one of the the stars, and her dad has was also is also a professional wrestler, and he's trying to get her to come back. And she's like, "Hey, you know, I'm really into fighting and being a badass. And if I'm in wrestling, it'll delegitimize all of it. So I'm trying to like prove I'm I'm a real badass rather than all this fake stuff." So as she's on this yacht talking to her dad via phone, getting all this backstory, these pirates attack. They're like, "We're stealing the water, or we're we're stealing." We're stealing your vitamin water because there's a huge vitamin water and a huge PBR fucking die in here. But they're like, we're stealing your yacht. This is what's happening. She beats the crap out of all of them, kicks them in the water, and then she gets her boomerang as well. I don't know where these fucking boomerangs are coming from. The sky, I guess? I don't know. And she's in for this fighting tournament, which just happens to, to hit all of her motivations. Then we go to Christy, who is some kind of assassin thief with an accent. She stole a bunch of money from the bank. The cops show up in her hotel room. I believe this is in Hong Kong, they said it was. And there's a sexy after-the-shower scene, because they showed up when she was in the shower, obviously. And uh, she basically beats the shit out of all of these guys in a towel. There's a CGI bra gun fight, which is just as dumb as it sounds. I don't even going to get into it. Don't watch it. It's not worth it. It's not worth what I just said. Uh, the the guy the the cop tries to hand she's like hand me my bra and he which is she's in a towel it's so stupid so he goes to pick it up with his gun points it at her and then she kicks the gun out of his hand beats the shit out of everybody so don't hand people their night gear with a gun maybe stand in the corner and let them get dressed and if they make a move shoot them I know they're bad cops so she beats them all up. And on her way out, she's in an elevator in her underwear. This is Christy, I believe her name is. She's in the elevator in her underwear. And then she puts an old man in a suitcase and steals his trench coat. Yeah, this all happened. And then as she's leaving, her partner who gave her up shows up. And this is played by not Cyclops, which I thought it was Cyclops, James Marston. It turns out it's not James Marston. It's another guy named Marston, and I'm gonna actually look up his name right now because it's right in front of me. He is Matthew Marston. So the spe- the names are spelled, the last names are spelled exactly the same. They look very similar. They are not related at all, but they've been lifelong friends since they were children, which is just this fucking. There's something that's weird. That's too many coincidences to 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 be real. All these women are now on the same plane. These three women are on the same plane. They're flying to the fighting tournament. And it's one of those movies that has a lot of short scenes or fast action scenes back to back to back to back, which makes the movie seem so much longer. This was an 83-minute like, movie that felt like seven hours. It was another one of those. 
And it's supposed to be an action movie and fun, and it's just terrible. But anyway, they're all on the plane together. Everybody who's going to the tournament right now is on the plane together. So you have Kasumi and I guess her her brother's best friend, who she was arguing with in the beginning, was also invited. And then you have Jamie Presley and her dad, played by Kevin Nash, is also invited. So they're on the same plane. So it's like everyone gets invited in pairs or some bullshit. I don't understand. But they get this video message on the, the screen in the private jet. And it says, hey, uh, we're here. Get out. Uh, you have parachutes under your seat. Put them on, and you have to jump out, and you got to get to the compound by sundown, or you're not in the tournament. So apparently everyone does, because they all get there. But they all jump out of the plane. There's it's there's a competitive climbing scene as they're trying to get to the compound with the three women who are like showing how badass they are, but they're like, hey, I know we're competing, and there's a tournament, but we got to work together. Because... Power in teams, bro. I don't know. Then they get these weird laser physicals. This movie's all over the place. And they meet the main bad guy, who's clearly the main bad guy. But I guess now he's just the tournament runner. Played by Eric Roberts, who's been in some stinkers. He's the guy in charge. Uh, there, there's a lot of stuff going on here where they're training. Uh, they're punching stuff. They're They're using nunchucks there's thing and then you have another woman who we haven't met yet helena who is kind of i think she's working with eric roberts because she's on like the promotional videos she was the person on the video that says you guys got to get out and skydive now so but she's also in the tournament and her activity training sequence was her rollerblading so you have guys punching like punching walls punching speed bags doing crunches uh, using their fists on things, and then her rollerblading. It was very weird. They just tried to slide that in like we like that's training, and we wouldn't notice. It's so stupid. So then the the rules of the tournament come down. Uh, basically, each person has a watch on. It's like a video watch, and the video watch is going to show who they're fighting next, and then they have to go fight that person. And I guess the fights just. They they make this play that says the fights just randomly happen and they can happen at any time and you have to be ready. So they, they stress that. And the only way to win is to knock out the other person. No one is supposed to die, I guess. They all just get sent home. So it's not like the movie Mortal Kombat or the game Mortal Kombat where there are fatalities and shit. Everyone just gets sent home. And then I I don't know what's like they just broadcast these fights to the entire rest of the goddamn island. And there's dudes in like, I, I, they're training like to be fighters as well, but they're like the guards, I guess. And they're just watching it and cheering it on. It's so fucking crazy. It's so dumb. So then we find a way we, we find out during this, that Kasumi's brother he hasn't just disappeared and died. He was in this tournament last year and was killed by this guy whose name I didn't even fucking bother to write down. I don't care, but he's this army dude. He looks like Gully from uh, Street Fighter, but way dumber and more beefy. And that was the guy who apparently killed Kasumi's brother. So she has to fight him immediately. Not like tournament sanctioned. Eric Roberts is like, ooh, let's get some drama going. Then the the two thieves, Christy and the fake James Marston, they make a plan to steal all the money in the safe 
and I guess also be in this tournament. And like, there's so many side stories that get started and just finish, and like, or just get abandoned. Like, for example, there's 12 people in this in this fight, and we know about six. The other ones just immediately get dispatched. There's no drama. There's no knowing them. There's no nothing. Which I thought was strange because you could have brought in some of the backstory with the game and some of the lore and maybe beef that up a bit. But they're not really into telling stories. They're into showing pretty young ladies and that's about it. And half-assed fight sequences. So there's also like gun sounds during the fight. Like they made the, the video game sounds from the fight, which took me out of it. It was very dumb. But Kasumi fights the guy that killed her brother. Uh, I just have written here, blonde army fuck. She doesn't believe... As they're fighting, she's like, there's no way you killed my brother. Like, you're you're washed. You're bullshit. She ends up knocking him out and winning. Hannah is starting to get with... Hannah, like I said, that girl who's kind of works here and was rollerblading, she's starting to get with fake Cyclops. So you think maybe there's a manipulation thing, like she's a company, company worker here, a corpo, if I could take Cyberpunk's thing. And she's like, maybe... He's trying to get in, trying to get whatever. And then when there's this going on where he's flirting with, there's like volleyball scene, like a lot of volleyball, which I guess is a reference to the volleyball version of this stupid fucking game. But there was so much of it. And it was uh, the four main characters, the women. There was Kasumi, Christy, Jamie Presley's Armstrong character, and Helena. And they're all two-on-two just playing volleyball and making all kinds of sexy sounds in bikinis. And... I... I don't know what to say. This is just... This movie... I, I, I guess it feels like people who were really big fans of the game wanted to make a movie, and had no skills whatsoever in making a movie or crafting a story. That's what this feels like. But I'm just going to fucking go through There's this nerd guy who works there, the tech guy. His name's Weatherby. They keep saying Wallaby, and that's supposed to be a fucking running joke. But they say it like three quarters through the movie. They say it for the first time. His name's Wallaby. And then they act like, oh, isn't that funny? Oh, we've been saying that the whole time. Uh. So then Tina, Jamie Presley's character, then has to fight her dad, who is also advanced. And there's this scene where he goes into a room to fight, and she's in bed with Christy. They're just sleeping together. Not like fucking. They're just, she's just like, yeah, she just came in here to sleep. It's fine. And then there's all kinds of allusions that Christy makes to them hooking up, but I guess they're not. I don't know. And the dad's like, yeah, whatever. It's your business. Pretty progressive from this time, but... They they just decide, all right, we'll settle it in the morning. Which is, which, that it goes against what the lore they said. They're like, fights can happen anytime, and they gotta happen now. And then these two people are like, yeah, you know, we'll just, we'll fight in the morning. We don't need to do this right now. Which is very strange. So people are like planning them when they're gonna throw down, which goes against. So Jamie Presley beats the shit out of Mohawk and, and her dad. And Mohawk guy, I'm not even gonna get into. It was just a dude with a green Mohawk whose name. I don't know if it came up, and I really don't care. <sighs> there's a there's a Helena and Christy wet bikini fight on the beach, where it's raining and they're all wet and they're fighting, and Helena gets beaten by Christy. So, and then Helena's like knocked out, face down in the sand in the water and probably drowning. But I guess she's fine because Hannah and or 
Helena and Weatherby kind of get together. He has like this puppy dog crush on her. And she at first is like, ew. And then she's like, okay, great. But then we find out like she confides in Weatherby. Like they don't know each other, I guess, because there was a bar scene where he introduced himself and she's like, okay, great. But now they're talking like they're best friends. And Helena's talking about how her dad is dead. And Weatherby said that he's like, I can't lie to you anymore, which is, uh, they, they, uh, there's no relationship between these two before this moment, really, except for a weird introduction and him trying to hit on her. And she just all of a sudden finds him and confides in him and then tells him all the stuff about this dad. And she's like, and he had like a crush on her and was watching her for a while, which is kind of weird. It's supposed to be played as cute, but it was kind of weird. And he's like, hey, I can't lie to you anymore. And she's like, what are you talking? I met you yesterday and Weatherby says that when the night before her father died he saw Eric Roberts and him arguing there's a whole bunch of bad acting in this sequence in in, from all parts the whole movie was pretty poorly acted they didn't hire acting coaches or anything so the guards they're on the step these huge steps guards attack Helena and she beats them all and then they head to the lab and then I don't know if I stopped paying attention, which is very possible. But now all of our main characters who are existing or still in the fight are in tubes. They're in some kind of human tube thing. Not like a water-filled tube, but like a steel tube to lock them in. I don't know why Eric Roberts did this at the time, but apparently this is the idea. He wants to harvest them, right? And now the plot Instead of hosting a tournament and giving $10 million to the winner just for the fuck of being an eccentric billionaire, this guy is like, this is the point you're all here. I'm going to harvest your brain and take all your moves, baby. What? Where did this come from? When was this any motivation set up at all that he was going to tube everyone and be like, I'm going to take your moves? Couldn't he just have paid these people? Like, it's not like he's taking their moves and they can no longer do them, right? Like, I, you didn't have to fire these people for to a private island, make them fight each other. You could have just went to, like, the world-famous fighters of the time and just been like, hey, can you... I'll give you a million dollars if you hop in this tube, I download your moves, I get your fighting skill, you are in completely unaffected. It's an outpatient procedure, you don't even know what happened. People will be lining up around the block to sign this up. And then, when they're in the tubes... We look over and see Kasumi's brother's there. He's not dead. He's in a tube. He's been a tube for a year. Jesus Christ. So with this data that er- that Eric Roberts has taken to learn their muse, their moves, he can essentially beat anyone because he knows what's coming. So he can like kind of sort of tell the future, but with fighting. <sighs> he almost kills Kasumi's brother. And then as he's falling off this cliff, the purple-haired girlfriend, remember her from the beginning? She's popped up a couple times, but never did anything. She saves him out of nowhere. And it turns out that through this entire process, the whole point was to sell the data. So there's a hack the Gibson sequence. Then there's a countdown timer to blow up the island. I'm just going to power through it, and then I'm going to get to the dumb shit at the end. Like, as if this hasn't already been dumb shit. So, Helena fights Eric Roberts. She was not tubed, so he doesn't know any of her moves, so she's the only one that stands a chance. And this, then, by now, we're deep into Helena's story. Like, this has now become Helena's movie. We haven't checked in with the other characters barely at all. 
So it's she's the main, the main character is just her now, I guess. After she seemingly beats or kills Eric Roberts, I don't care. Everyone jumps away from the explosion through various different methods as the island blows up. The pirates, they, they all jump into the ocean. They're all swimming in the ocean. They're all kind of fucked. But then luckily, the pirates from the beginning of the movie that met with Tina show up. So she beats the shit out of all of them, steals their boat, leaves them to die, I guess. We get more of the wallaby Weatherby joke. Everyone's making out. And then one week later, it, it, there's a post-credits sequence where it says one week later where the four badass women, Christy, Kasumi, Tina, and Helena, all go back to the Royal Guard area of Kasumi and beat the shit out of all the guards now? For some reason? But they don't even show the action. They just show them standing there and be like, let's take them on. Let's split them up evenly. Ooh, let's do this. And then they cut to them, all the guards being on the ground dead or knocked out or something. That's it. That's the end of the movie. This movie fucking sucked. This was really bad. Not even bad in a fun way. This is... If if you want to watch a terrible movie to make fun of with your friends, this might be an okay one. But this... it There's no... The story is so fucking stupid. Also, it came... It, the realization came to me that there was Mortal Kombat movies, Street Fighter movies, and now DOA movies. Like, three different fighting games have movies isn't there a Tekken movie too yeah there's there's tons of Tekken movies Jesus Christ that why are fighting games this is this is an interesting thing they always talked about how Hollywood can't make a successful movie out of a fighting game or out of out of a video game I should say and then they take like the worst fucking fighting games with barely any lore and like try to make them into movies because they were the most popular games but they weren't popular because they were filled with deep story rich lore they were popular because you could play them with your friends and they were fucking fun and and i have nothing against those games i have nothing against really the movies that came out it's just that's an interesting thing to think about that they just took the most popular games and tried to make a movie rather than taking games that have stories that are adaptable to film and making the film version of that so that's interesting but moving on let's just wrap this up because this game this movie was trash it was complete trash if you want to watch a movie that's fun and stupid and video gamey. Go watch Double Dragon. Watch it again because that's way more fun than this bullshit. Uh, this the story was basically non-existent. We start with this story of brotherly revenge, and then the other two main characters, Christy and Tina, are just like, "Yeah, I want to fight, I guess, or I want to steal the take." And they're there. They are there for the for the ride, but. Their motivations are just to, I guess, latch on to Kasumi or Helena and help them. This is just bad. It's, it's. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Like I'm mad about this. This, the, the fact of the matter is, too, the story. Like it started with Kasumi, and then it ended with Helena being the main character. I don't. I don't. I'm done. I'm done talking about it. It's a bad movie. Don't watch it. The action's cartoony and stupid and bad. If you want to watch an example of what a terrible movie is, go ahead and watch this. But if you have different feelings, thoughts, ideas about this movie, maybe I missed something about it. Maybe, like, you could send me a whole bunch of links to, like, really cool lore that would make this awesome. You can send those to anybody else but PlottyTime at gmail.com. If you want to get to us faster on the socials, at PlottyTime on Instagram and Twitter. And hey, 
If you want to really help us out, go to YouTube, like, and subscribe there. That'd be awesome. That does it for me today. Get out there, stay safe, play video games, and I'll talk to you next time. Peace.